it's the Modifivers. Don't forget to follow at Pod on social media and check out our Patreon. Stick around through the end of the episode for more information. Enjoy! Insorcelled, a low-key, hate-free, HP, D&D podcast. There is no room for hate here, only education and helping one another. Hogwarts will always be here to welcome you home. Welcome back to Ensorcelled, and this week with us we have Bry Walton. Celeste Carver Chapman. Uh, lovely to, to be. Lovely to be. Uh, um, you can just move on. We have Willow Wilson. Imogen Sigrun's daughter. Currently reading. Um, guys? How to speak with authority so your friends will take you seriously and heed your warnings. Finally. Someday. We have Holland Lane Curtis. Ren D. Tierney. The D stands for dreaming of the day where everybody didn't know all her family business, but like sweater sets, I guess. And I'm your God of Fiver, Remy Culp. I'm currently embezzling from Charles Entertainment Cheese because that bastard has too much money, I don't have enough money, and I'm trying to save up to purchase Action Air Bounce House, Pink Bouncy Castle with Air Blower, Princess Inflatable Jumping Bouncer for Outdoor slash Indoor, Idea for Kids on Amazon for my dog, Terrence. So if we ever get, like, ads or sponsors, I think we should just let Remy do them for further intro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I have a pretty good advertisement voice. I was like, are we selling something? What's going on? This week on Ensorcelled, get a spleen, half off. Half off of price or half off the human, you won't know till you get it. I would buy that spleen. Nineteen ninety nine yeah. plus shipping and handling. You never know when you need a spleen. You usually know. We're doing great, friends. Breaking news. Ren D. Tyranny, a 14-year-old Hogweed student, has been revealed to be the long-lost child of late war hero Cepheus Noir and current elusive head of press Winona Davies. This information comes to us from an anonymous but verified source. Tyranny was adopted by a normie couple in Ireland, where she was raised to believe she, too, was a normie. She's been sorted into the Serpentine House, where she rooms with the Minister of Sorcery's daughter, Celeste Carver Chapman, with whom she is quite close. Tyranny and Carver Chapman have been referred to as attached at the hip, spending time in and out of their classes side by side. They also appear to be friends with Imogen Sigrun's daughter, the daughter of ousted historian and scholar Sigrun Svodhild's daughter, who was recently in hot water and undergoing trial for her involvement with war criminal Alvisator Selmont, who happens to be her brother. Sigrun's daughter is also a hogweed fourth year and belongs to the Avalori house. This trio of young ladies creates an interesting dynamic of controversy and scandal surrounding them, fueled by their powerful and strong mothers. This could be a terrifying and dangerous combination in the future if they were to use their alliance for negativity. Tyranny's father was a famous convicted mass murderer, but his involvement in the crime has been since expunged from history, as it was proven he was framed for the homicides. He served 12 years in Alaska Band for the crime, though the true perpetrator of the crime was never punished, as he died before the truth was discovered. Noir died during the Second Sorcery War, though not much is known about the circumstances surrounding his death. It is known that it occurred during a battle against his own 
cousin, Belladonna Laod, who delivered the final blow that ended his life while he fought to protect his godson, Henry Porter. As for Tierney's mother, Davies currently holds the position of head of press at the Sanctum of Sorcery. She's known for keeping her personal life quiet and being rather private. Davies' handling of the press likely helped her keep this secret from becoming public knowledge. It's unclear the true nature of the relationship between Davies and Noir, though it is certain they met at Hogweed, as they were in the same year. At the time of Tierney's conception, Noir was still a wanted criminal who had escaped from Alaskaban a few years previous. Whether or not Davies had any involvement in this endeavor is unclear. The Daily Oracle has been informed that Tierney and Davies have been reunited, though the reasoning behind Tierney's adoption has not yet been revealed. We we hope to be able to interview one or both of them in the coming days to provide more clarity on the situation as soon as possible. I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. That was end really of session. End of session. Bye, guys. Great to see you. All right. See you in like three months. I'm so scared. I don't like the way that article was written. The specific this tones and everything. Also, Remy, will you send that to us? Yeah. Because yeah. there's no way we haven't stolen a copy from somewhere to just Imogen has memorized it. I mean, the way that he was just like, yes, convicted mass murderer and then just completely burying the fact that that was, you know Yeah, well, was... it was it was very very specifically pointed yeah. to um, draw not only attention, but also draw suspicion in a way that doesn't implicate the writer of this. Yeah. Which I can presume to know who fucking wrote this. I believe I think we confirmed that last episode but yeah. even if I didn't know I would know. So we fully I know. do have to say Ren upon reading this article you do not seem to glean any negative uh, intentions from the article itself. Okay. I don't agree but fine. Well, the role that you did for me like a week ago. Oh. That's right. Fuck. I forgot that happened. I hate when you make me roll off camera. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> Ren's just like, this is normal and all the facts are normal in that. Fuck. Okay. Great. Ren's like, ah, yes, this seems like a nice, you know, this is, this is an article and it seems unbiased, you know. Sure. Okay, I need to see exactly what I rolled for that because... I know that was a while ago, but I need to know exactly how to play this because there's, oh good, I rolled a two. Yep, super unbiased. I don't read into things. I won't. Everything's fine. Okay. So if you guys remember where we left off when this article uh, dropped, basically, literally physically through fireplaces and windows and whatnot, um, you were each kind of separated um, Celeste, you were with your mother. Imogen, you were with your mother. And Ren, you were with your birth mother. So, Celeste. Oh, fuck. Your mother has just left the room. It's you and your father, and what had just happened is you told her, quote, everything, unquote. So, just, you know, to give me and the other players and the audience a little context, can you define everything for me just just a little bit of a, of a definition um so i thought about this for a very long time and i thought about the opportunity to kind of take back some stuff but ultimately i don't think that's fair to the story nor to where celeste was in that moment 
So I think there it's it's a juicy amount that is that she has given. Uh, she definitely mentioned um, the group that the fact that the teachers were involved and that her father was involved. I don't think she specifies what teachers, um, unless like they come up in a story that she talks about. I think it, it slips out that they briefly investigated her mom, um, but ultimately found her to be innocent. I don't think she goes into um, the internships. I think the internship, she she kind of glazes over. It's probably not on her mind at the time, because she actually saw that as an internship, not as like a secret mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think she mentions that being part of it. Um, she definitely doesn't mention that she... The, her espionage thing being connected, but who knows if that's even happening anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Celeste's life is on fire. Um, do you have any questions I could answer in what she's told? Yes. Did you mention anything about uh, about her grandmother? Ooh, no. Not that one. I, that is... When she let her know everything, that was specifically about the group mm-hmm. in her mind. Uh, and she thought that that's what was going to be revealed from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it was specifically about the group, not about her personal like things mm-hmm. she's been doing. So the gifts, the grandmother visit, um, the fact that her father knows about the grandmother visits, uh, all of that mm-hmm. is not part of this. But she does okay. spill pretty much all the tea on, like, there's a secret organization. My friends and I are part of it. We are trying to do good, but... We're, we're kids. We know some of the secret stuff that's going on that the government is hiding and is not public yet. Pretty much like a, I, I, I knew you were lying to me when you talked to me, when you were trying to like brush over these things, kind of like revelation where it's like her mom could probably go back into conversations with her and be like, oh, so Celeste was playing me there. Like there's definitely a huge, like enough to show her mom that Celeste has been deceiving her uh and that her father also yeah so keeping in mind that her dad is in the room when this happens does she mention her father at all yeah i was i i think she mentions that he's part of the group like i i think she says we we are a part of this group because celeste literally at the end of last episode like begged her father to give her a reason not to say these things and he said you have it's up to you so she just kind of sort of went Christ, okay. And let it all, like, flow out. Okay. Uh, And I also want to say, um, where Celeste was left afterwards, I still want to go with, which is Celeste does not say anything to her father. She runs out of the room and goes to the stables to hide. One, One last question. Yes. Does Celeste mention anything that she saw in the Memoriah? God, I don't know about that one. That one I didn't think about. I would say she doesn't specifically mention that she's seen the Memoria. She does mm-hmm. allude to investigating her office. Like, she talks okay. about doing a, like an investigation of her office because she wasn't sure if she could trust her. And mm-hmm. then she found information that m- confirmed that she could. I don't think she would specifically talk about the Memoria, but I also think that her mom... With, like, a decent investigation role, or, like, a not-even-that-decent investigation role, could probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, where we left off with you. You had told your mother all of this. 
Your father was left frozen in the room. Your mother had left the room after telling you it's going to be okay, but refusing to look at him. And you fled into the stables. How long are you there before you leave? Um, Celeste probably, and I hate to do this to Imogen, uh, Celeste probably fell asleep there. Um, she, she probably fell asleep out in the stables. Um, but if there is anyone, if Leo woke her up, she might not run away. But if her father comes out there, she's going to just basically beeline for the fireplace and throw some fire, get back to the, to Hogweed. Uh, yeah, so Leo Leo is the one who um, goes searching, knows you very well, knows that one of the first places to look is the stable. Um, he knew that you had arrived home but hadn't seen you. So after what would have been dinner time, he, he goes looking um, and finds you in the evening in the stable. And, and with a very, a very kind uh, look on his face, kind of sympathetic and uh, lacking for context, but, but still kind of uh, showing he's on your side, no matter what. Um, he approaches gently um, with an open hand. Oh, Leo. Um, sorry, I must have dozed off. Um, could, would you fetch my bags for Hogweed? Uh, I think I should head back. I, I don't want Imogen to worry about me course miss if, if if you're sure that that is that is the best decision for now i do uh, i i think that's the, the the best decision for tonight thank you all right i will have the things ready by the fireplace um and you will be ready to go whenever you are ready thank you i i appreciate it can you this might be an odd request but you know what uh we are very close uh can you make sure the room's empty when I get there? Of course I can. Thank you. Leo, I can always count on you. I'm here for whatever you need. Uh, Leo, could I could I um, ask you for one more thing? Uh, sorry. Um, could, could you hug me? Of course I can. Thank you. He wraps you in his arms and he pulls you close. Um, and he, he like gently rubs your back in like a comforting gesture. Um, and he just lets you hold on for as long as you need. I, I don't think Celeste quite feels appropriate sobbing into Leo, but she, she needs this to like regain enough confidence to basically do anything else so she holds on as hard as she can composes herself and puts on a half-efforted fake heiress air to get home all right wonderful um i will be there in about five minutes or so i'm just going to clean up a little absolutely uh it will be ready to go and it will be empty i assure you thank you Celeste picks hay out of her hair, probably, or something like that. Although we did confirm that the unicorn stables are carpeted. Yeah, we did. Because that makes sense. 
Of course it makes sense. (laughs) Why wouldn't it make sense? Um, And so she gets herself together, and uh, if nothing else happens, uh, she, as quickly as possible, takes the fireplace um, back. Uh, she makes sure it is that she returns to a fireplace that is not her father's office, though. She will, and if there's any other one she knows about in the in Hogweed, she will use that one. Absolutely. Um, she arrives in the all uh, the all house common room. No sign of of her father, um, and and luckily it's it's pretty devoid of students at the moment. I don't think Celeste is doing very well right now, and I. Th- think she needs to hide in plain sight uh wait, what time is it r- relatively uh i would say it's about 9 p.m okay then um i think celeste goes back to her room and kind of just gets in bed turns over tries to avoid anybody else who wants to talk to her okay imogen when uh this paper arrived it kind of you know, splat down in the uh, in the fireplace there. You were in Professor McConnell's office with your mother, um, who had come uh, to warn you about whatever was coming out. You three read the paper, and your mother immediately goes to, to comfort you. Hand around the shoulders, um, just like a very gentle, and it just immediately says... This is going to be fine. Where are they? Who? Where are they? Celeste and Wren, they were taken somewhere else. Uh, Professor McConnell clears her throat and says, I'm sure that they uh, have a similar situation as you in which um, their their parent has been informed of, of what is going on and they wanted to make sure that they were with them when this happened. So I'm sure that they are all safe. Are they... Where? We need, I need to find them. I need, I need to find them. Imogen, we'll make sure that you are reunited with your friends. I'm sure that it's going to be alright. You don't know that. You don't. And right now, I don't know where they are, so I can't protect them. Why are they so far from me? Whenever I, whenever I need to protect them, why are they so far from me? Imogen, you're right that I don't know that it's going to be alright. But I have to hope that it is. That's all you can do then. Well, I'm gonna find them. And once I've found them, then we can hope. But not before. And Imogen is just going to leave McConnell's office. Okay. Yeah. As I recall, uh, Ren and Celeste were taken out of the uh, Grand Hall by two other teachers, yes? Yes. Um, I'm going to go to uh, whoever's office is nearest, or whoever's classroom is nearest. Absolutely. Professor Carver's, I think, is the closest to McConnell's. I'm going to there. Uh, Are you knocking, or are you just barging in? Um, I will... I'm, I'm barging in. Yeah. Um, it is empty. Celeste! Professor Carver! Are you in here? Please? I slam the door and I start walking for 
I guess, uh, to Professor Chang. Professor Chang is in her office. She is sitting, uh, grading papers. Professor Chang, is Ren here? Imogen. Um, no, Ren, Ren is with her mother. Where? Um, I, I believe they went to the Sanctum. She left Hogweed? Yes. Why? I, I asked her not to. Well, Imogen, she she didn't really have a choice. She, she had something going on. There's always something going on. And when the stuff is going on, it's hard to stay safe. I don't know what to do, Professor. I'm sure that Ren will be back soon. I'm gonna leave the, uh... Yeah, I'm just, just gonna turn around, close the door behind me, and... I guess just keep walking around the castle. Okay. Looking for any sign. I don't... I don't know. I, I still haven't gotten any confirmation of where Celeste might be. So, I'm gonna keep looking. Ren, when this news drops, you are with your mother in her office. At this point, it's just the two of you. And the paper arrives. And you both read it. She stares at it in what appears to be horror. She's a pretty private person. And she's not one for seeing her face and her secrets on the front page of basically her worst enemy. I think um, the first time Ren reads it through, she's kind of in this... This is how I'm going to um, justify the, the really bad role, because, like, there's so much in there, and Ren is a smart girl. So I think it's more so denial... And I, I, I think that's the, the best best way to describe it, where she's just like, mm-hmm. she reads it and she's like, well, um, it, it could have been a lot worse, actually. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not that bad. Some of it is, um, I mean, I don't, I don't like that they, they talked about my friends either. And, and I'm sure you're, you're not so happy about being a part of it, but it, it's mostly about, about me. So at least, at least, um, it's it's not too much about about you and and about Cepheus and about my friends, right? Um, mom. Um. Run. Um. Uh... No, it's it's fine. Really, it's uh, look. It's it's bad press, but you know any press is good press, right? Um. So it's it. We might be a little more in in the news for a bit, but. But people will get more ex- excited about something new that comes along, and and good news, you're ahead of the press. So, um, we can fix it, right? So here's what we're gonna do. This article is what we call a hit piece. What's a hit piece? A hit piece is um, an article written specifically with an agenda, a negative agenda, based on the structure, the language, the people, the facts. This piece seems to have um, multiple agendas. And that is um, 
likely to destroy my career as well as um, Minister Chapman's career. It looks as if it's trying to paint a picture of three untrustworthy women and their three untrustworthy daughters being friends and that being extraordinarily dangerous. But we can fight it. But the only way to fight it is with more press and changing the image. I have to do an interview. Would it would it help if I did too? I, I don't I don't want your career to be ruined. And I don't want Minister Chapman's either. It a united front would be helpful, but I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. But I don't this is I mean it's it's my fault. So I want to do whatever I can to fix it. Ren, it's not your fault. But it but it is. I'm I'm the one who's who exists and Ren you you didn't you didn't pick your existence. Your existence became because of previous choices that I and your father had made and then other choice anyway it's not your fault for existing i do blame the fire whiskey but i'm grateful because i have you um i'm gonna breeze past that um that's (laughs) not my business right i mean it is kind of my fault for for sticking my nose into places that it doesn't belong so i feel like maybe it's my fault that they've been going after you. Ren, I am so grateful that you found me. Before before I found you again, I was I was just a broken mess of a person trying to act like I had it together and that I was focused on my career, which I was, and that I was really good at it, which I was. And that I was collected and smart and capable and I knew what I was doing and I did not. I definitely did. I still don't. I'm still a mess. I'm still working on it. But the point is I wasn't working on it before. I just was. But now that I have you, I have a reason to work on it and to want to be better and to be good. And you're good. I'm okay. Don't, you... don't talk about my mom like that. Excuse me. <laughs> Ren, you deserve to know who you are. You deserve to know where you came from, how you came to be and why. You deserve to know who your family were, whether that be good or bad. Just because you are a person, those are things that you deserve. So don't apologize for it. So what do we do? We, we, we have a, an interview. How does that work? Um, you have to talk to people and answer their questions. That's not my strong suit, but I can definitely try really hard. Well, before that happens, we're absolutely giving you media coaching. Um, th- there's no way that we're not doing Yes, we're, we're doing that with you very much, very soon. Absolutely. So first things first is media training. And then we are getting new wardrobes. Mm-hmm. We are we are going to um, doctor our images. Wait, what? Why? We have to look good. Um. 
Ren gestures to her sweater set. <laughs> no, 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 not not that. We're not doing. We're not. We are not. Okay, we're, we are gonna doctor our image, but we cannot be those suburban people who wear sweater vests and all that all the time. That's not what we're doing. Okay, can I wear my dad's leather jacket? Because I'm really feeling it now. Like I feel like it's a choice that I've made, and it's cool. We might be able to work with that. Can we tailor it? I don't know what that means, so maybe? Okay, great. I'll take that as a yes. So, we're gonna doctor our images after media training. We are going to do an interview with the person that I pick from the Daily Oracle. It will be a good and kind person who likes me, who I don't have major dirt on. And there will be another front page article very soon. And it is going to talk about our reunification and bonding and what happened and how I lost you. And it's going to be sad and people are going to feel bad for me. Then they're going to feel bad for you. Okay, but and we're not then... saying like the real thing because we don't totally know the real thing, right? No, absolutely not. No, that would be a bad idea. So no, we are going to lie. Yeah, a little bit. And then that's part of media training. That's step one. And then we're going to make some public appearances together. Um, just like fun stuff. Ice cream? Um, that might ruin your image a little bit. Why? What image are you going for? Not covered in ice cream. I think that would make me look more impressive, to be honest. But I guess you're the expert. We are going to turn ourselves into public figures for a brief period of time. Brief. Make people love us. Forget about the article. I'm going to blackmail Claire Chapman into giving me a statement. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you going to blackmail? Why? Oh, honestly, she might do it anyways. I could just talk to her. We're actually on very good terms. We'll see. Um, and we will put it back into positive light. And I'll make up some bullshit about um, your father being my long-lost love or something. Just to make sure I don't get charged with, you know, aiding and abetting a criminal. That would be bad. Um, yes. How much lying are we going to be doing? Like, a lot? Um, you not so much. I will be doing most of the lying. Okay, I'm not super great at that part. We'll work on it. I mean, I've got I've gotten a lot better, actually. But I'm more about the, like, talking so much that you don't actually know anything. Ren, what color is the sky? Well, it's, it's, um, it's green. We'll work, it's blue! We'll work. It's blue! I'm lying! I'm sorry! Okay. Well, media training might need an extra day or two. But my point is, we're going to fix this. We're not gonna let this article take us down. It's going to be fine. And until things are fine, I need you to lay low at Hogweed. Mm. Okay, how do you suggest that? Should I not talk to people? Yes. I feel like the thing is, people are gonna ask questions. Exactly. Okay, what do I say to them? You turn around and you walk away. That seems rude. Yep. It's rude that they're asking about your personal life. Okay, okay. Can I say no comment? That's suspicious. What? Okay. Um, can I say no thank you? Sure, as long as you immediately walk away because they will continue to pester you. Okay, okay. This is not good. 
Remember, remember, you don't go to school with people. You go to school with children. I mean, children are people. Mm, not mm, don't mm, me. I am a children. Thank you. And I am a people. Just because you don't well, like kids and you got me like in my prime doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You're honestly lucky that you met me now because I was a right terror. Anyways. Were you? Oh, I was so I was so bad. I really don't know how much trouble you could have gotten into when you can't even lie. You would be surprised. I am I like getting into business. <laughs> I know that doesn't track now and I'm incredibly innocent and don't um Run. and I, I don't find out everyone's secrets I... this way. But mm-hmm. Oh, I inherited that from you. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, I mean you you kinda beefed this one. Fuck. So media training. Um I'm going to okay, look, the thing is if they ask me about me, I will for sure be able to do the like, no thank you, and then walk away. But if anyone starts talking about my friends, I'm gonna have to say something. That's why you- Okay, if they say something about your friends, say I love my friends, turn around and walk away before they can say anything else. Okay, what if they say something mean? I love my friends! Okay, that doesn't help them understand that they're wrong. They will understand once our process is done. Okay, so you want me to be quiet and patient? Yes. Okay, I can do this. I can yes. do this. I am I am accidentally... I need to cut my nails because the inside of my hand hurts so bad right now. Oh, good lord, Ren. Unclench. I cannot. <laughs> Winona takes your hands and pries your fingers open on each hand. Okay, alright. Okay, cool. 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 I need to find something to keep i need i need um i'm definitely gonna like pull out or when i next find it the the pilfer that she got me Mm -hmm. um just and i'm gonna just be playing with that as much as possible now absolutely she says okay you do have to go back to school okay just uh, just avoid people Mm -hmm. this is not gonna be good no but it will be fine okay all right. Okay. I I'm I'm valid for feeling not good about that article, right? I feel like after I read it and I get some good sleep, I'm going to understand it a little bit better. But right. I feel like a little icky about it now that you've yeah. explained. Yes, it's it's kind of mean. It's a little mean. There are other things they could have said. Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. I need to go find my friends desperately okay. because Great. um their their names are now in the press because of me. So to be fair, both of their names already have been in the press recently. But, but like, this um, is also still bad. Sure, but we're going to fix it. Yep. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna have to put my, like, Teenage Rebellion on hold for this, and I'm a right. little upset about it, because I was, like, going through some stuff. But that's cool. Great. Anything else you need from me before I go and not talk to people? Um... Just one thing, if you don't mind, um, would it be okay if perhaps just maybe, um, could you, could I, could I get, um, you want a hug? One, just like, yes, Mm -hmm. thank you. Okay, (laughs) give her a big hug. She squeezes you tight. I think, like, in the corner of her, because I've just like buried myself in her, I think just all of the lightheartedness kind of aside, Ren just says quietly. I'm kind of scared. I know, darling. 
But I've done this before. We'll be fine. Now, go find your friends. And get some sleep. We start tomorrow. Oh, boy. So you head back to Hogweed. Imogen is wandering around the castle. Celeste is curled up in bed. And Ren has arrived. Ren, where do you go? I actually, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, throughout Imogen's wandering throughout the castle, I believe I have tracked down uh, Teddy, Ross, and Edison. I'm keeping them very close to me. And uh, Lucas is uh, being used as a sniffer dog, trying to find any traces of Celeste or Ren, because as soon as they're back in the castle, we need to locate them. Incredible. Okay, so I'll roll for Lucas. Um, can you roll animal handling? Why, yes, I can. Fantastic. Um, that's a 24. Great. That 24 gives Lucas an advantage because the first roll was an at one. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. second roll is an 18. Mm-hmm. So Lucas uh, initially gets off on the wrong track, um, starts smelling the sausages in the kitchen and tries to take you uh, towards the Stufflefruff dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily you're able to, to correct his path and, and get get puppy back on uh back on track towards ren and or celeste lucas starts leading you towards the serpentine dorms and kind of uh takes you towards towards the door and and does like a little point towards it like they're in there boss all right we're going in excellent how how do you propose getting in um i know i've gone in before i i don't know if the password is different from the last time that we went in? I'm, I'm guessing it is. Uh, Most likely. Alright. What was it last time? Do I know? God, I don't know if I know. I will say, I do feel like, not to metagame, I do feel like with all of the crazy shit that's been happening uh, the past couple years, we would probably tell each other the quick answers to the passwords just for safety. If you don't want to give us that, that's fair, but I do feel like our paranoid asses would do that. Let me see what the dice say about that. Okay. The dice agree. Yeah. Alright, so you can go ahead and use what you know to be the new password, which is uh, currently the password this week is uh, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, um, the Serpentine passwords recently have been getting more and more woke, um, trying to uh, correct the racist passwords of the past. Correct. Um, so just give it a few years, and uh, you know you have no idea what you'll be saying next. Fun, yeah. So I, uh, uh, Lucas, Teddy, Ross, and Imogen burst into the serpentine common room, saying, "There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Where are my friends?" <laughs> um. So there are people in this common room. Uh, currently, they're I pay them mo- no mind. I'm stomping. Okay, then you go straight up the stairs. Mm-hmm. March right into Celeste and Ren's dorm rooms, and you see a figure curled up beneath uh, Celeste's sheets. I go right over to her. I uh, Is it Celeste? Uh-huh. I wrap my arms around her and I cry. Celeste! I was so worried! Hello, hello, are, you, are you okay? Are you safe? Uh, I, you weren't here. I was, uh, unfortunately... You left the castle. I'm so sorry I had to. I was unfortunately 
taken away for business. Um, I, I'm so sorry to worry you. You said you wouldn't leave the castle. You said we I, would stay together. I promise you, I tried so hard to stay. You, you didn't tell me anything. You I, were just gone and I didn't know where you had went. Uh, Imogen, I promise you, they, they did not give me an option. I tried so hard to make sure that you knew and I didn't have an opportunity to. If there was any chance of me staying, I would have. I, I promise you that. I know all that, but I can't. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I didn't know if you were safe. I didn't know if you were okay. I didn't know if you'd been taken against your will. I didn't know. I didn't. I just. I didn't know, Celeste. I didn't. I'm so sorry. I seem to make a lot of mistakes lately. Um. I. I'm okay. Um, I, I think I need to sleep, though. I'm not. I'm not leaving. Okay. If that's okay. I'm not leaving you. Yeah, that's that's okay. Do you know where Ren is? <clears throat> no, I am. Um, then we need. I, we need to find her. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She left too. Um, Imogen, I don't, I, I don't know what to do next. I. We're gonna find Ren, and then once we're all together, once we're all safe, then we'll think about the future. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I can't do that until I know where everyone is. Imogen, I don't. I think I have the strength to get out of bed right now, uh, but I, I promise I will stay here, and nothing will be getting me out. Uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately not feeling very well right now. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to sleep over, absolutely you can, and I promise I won't move, and I will make sure that Ren knows that you're looking for her if she shows up here. Okay. Um... It might be good to have somebody wait here, just in case she does... I'm gonna stay avoid. here. You're gonna stay here I'm as well? I'm gonna stay here. Okay. Okay. We're all gonna stay here. Okay. Ren, you arrive at Hogweed. <laughs> Where do you go? I mean, what time is it? Is it... It's getting close to ten. Okay, I think... I think I would just go to bed... I think I would go to bed. All right. You arrive at Hogweed. Luckily, the halls are decently empty as it's very close to curfew. And you head straight to your dorm. The common room is cleared out for the most part. Um, no one really pays you uh, much mind as you enter. They're all kind of focused um, on their own groups. You go up to your dorm room. Um, right before I, like, walk up the stairs, Ren does take, like, 30 seconds to just, like, <sighs> give herself, like, a deep breath, um, in case she is faced with other people. Yes. 
And then mm-hmm. she walks up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I presume that Lucas uh, smelled Ren when she entered the common room, and so Imogen was alerted. That yeah, she was he lifts nearby. his head and he, he gives a little puppy dog whine. Okay. Imogen knows what's coming, and she waits right by the door. Just hoping that it's going to be Ren on the other side. Hey. Are you alright? I think she kind of just like cups the back of Imogen's head and pulls her into a hug. I'm fully clinging to you. I'm so sorry. You weren't here. I know. I'm sorry. You just... You were gone. And Celeste was gone. I didn't know what to do. I just squeeze her. If something happens to you, if I'm not there to help, if I'm not there to know what's happening, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I'm right here, Imogen. Now you are. I know, I know, I'm here. And 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 that's why we're learn, learning our Patreons, because then we're going to be able to, once we get a better grasp on them, we're going to be able to send each other messages just in case, okay? It's going to be okay. I'm really sorry. I asked you and Celeste not to leave, and then you left. I should have told you. I'm sorry. I won't do it again, okay? I promise I'll let you know before anything happens. Especially now, I, I want to make sure that we're all in the same place. I'm not letting you out of my sight. I know. I'm sorry, but I, I can't. I know. And I got to be there to be your shield. So, I'll keep you in my sights as well, alright? Yeah. Come on, let's let's get to bed, yeah? Okay. I knew okay. her over. Um, this whole time Celeste hasn't gotten out of bed and is just pretending to be asleep. Celeste? Oh. It's good she's sleeping. Have you been waiting up long? Um, I yeah. I've been waiting. I'm sorry. Here, let's make it um more comfortable. Uh, I don't I don't want to wake her. So, um, Ren starts as quietly as she can, levitating her bed frame to get it closer to Celeste, um, so everyone can just pile in. Um, maybe does a few like small uh, rope spells to like tie the the bed uh, frames together so it's not gonna fall apart. Um, Okay, everyone get comfy. Um, and she conjures some blankets. And I think at this point she's kind of, she's probably also put like a muffling spell around the canopy. So nobody elsewhere bothers and just kind of tucks everyone in as best she can. Imogen uh, probably doesn't fall asleep for a good while. Just watching over her friends making sure they're all here, reciting to herself, Celeste, Wren, Ross, Teddy, Edison, Lucas, 
Louisa, Celeste, Wren, Ross, Teddy, Edison, Lucas, Louisa, over and over. I think Wren just lets her do her thing um, and stays quiet. Just little comments here and there, like literally tucking them in. Um, and I think she's the last person to kind of draw the blinds and get into bed. And I think um, if there's space, she curls up uh, on the edge near the sleeping Celeste. And she just puts a soft hand on her shoulder and just rubs it a little bit with her thumb and says, And doesn't sleep. Celeste doesn't sleep either. Are we all just not sleeping? Yay! No sleep club! Oh, wow. We're so Depression. healthy. We have it. Trauma. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Crippling, Crippling Depression. Depression. It's fun being 14. The three of you lie through the hazy night. Um, the darkness just creeping over your vision. You find solace in the breathing of your friends around you. The cuddles, the soft touches, the comfort, the warmth, the safety. It's unfortunate that that feeling can't last forever. The morning does come, the light filters through the windows, and you gotta get up. Mostly because an owl is pecking at your window. And it has a letter attached to its leg. I'll get it. I get up and open the window. The owl um, lets itself in and perches itself on a desk chair um, and kind of turns its sharp eyes towards you um, and gently lifts its leg for you to untie the letter. Um, do I take that to mean it's for me? Or the owl doesn't. It's just ready for someone to take it. Okay, I start pulling it off. Um, mm -hmm. Is it addressed to anyone then? Um, it is not, but on the back there is a seal, um, and it's two C's in a kind of light, crystally blue. Celeste, it's for you. <clears throat> um, Celeste just takes the letter. Doesn't really say anything. Opens it. Uh, I guess and just reads it in like a chair nearby, kind of still keeping comfortable distance because she is a thousand places of bad mental health right now. Um, it says, Celeste, please join me and spend your Saturday with me today. Claire. Oh shit, she used her name. <sighs> mm. uh, she tucks it away just a letter from my mother um how do you know it's from her it her, it has her name plus um, many people know her name this is also her owl right yes plus what's her owl's name um the owl's name is kiva kiva yes which is an irish name and it's yeah. spelled terribly oh, yeah, but with yeah, a c yeah, yeah. I know all right that name. then um then Celeste is gonna respond. Um, it's signed by her name, and um, 
And this is Kiva. She's cool. been part of the family for a while now. I stare into Kiva's eyes, make sure it's not something suspicious. The owl stares back, giving you a look that is very blue steel. Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's most likely legitimate. My my mother's requesting my presence today, so... Where? Um, at her office. Oh. I, I, I don't have to go. I mean, it's... It's your uh, choice. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things are lately. Um, I am going to go get coffee. Does anybody want anything? Let's all go together. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And we and we all go together. <laughs> I guess we all go together. We all go together. <laughs> this group of misfits collects itself. And you all begin to trod down the stairs. And the common room is a bit more full than it was yesterday. And people are looking. Don't respond to anything. Just keep walking. Luckily, no one says anything. They all just kind of glance at you with curiosity um, as you make your way out of the common room. Ren also whispers, head held high. Come on, guys. You exit the common room and begin heading to the Grand Hall. And you experience more of the same. As you pass people, they kind of glance towards you. We but don't no go to the Grand to say Hall. Anything yet. No, we don't go to the Grand Hall. We're going to the kitchen. Directly mm. to the home gnomes. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Okay, home gnomes know what's well, up. Fuck. Alright, so you get out of the fucking common room. And you, be- you begin making your way towards the kitchens. You open the door, you enter, and you are met with a very familiar sight of itty-bitty ceramic gnomes cooking and clinking away, and they turn towards you, and you hear, Oh my god, it's your friends! Hello. Hello, friends. Uh, I think Ren takes point, and she says, Hey, um, so we were hoping if it would be alright, we could grab some breakfast here. Would that be okay? Before they even answer, Celeste beelines it for the coffee. Like, doesn't even ask. Um, well, uh, as you do that, one of them is helping you, and they do screech out, Absolutely, we'd love to do this for you, you're friends, we love you, etc. The the clinking uh, increases as they begin to scramble some eggs, fry some eggs, poach some eggs, boil some eggs, do some bacon, do some sausage, links and patties. Of course, they got they got your scones, they got your toasts, they got they got your southern biscuits and grits and gravies. They they set y'all up, and they present you with a full breakfast platter, coffee and tea included. And Lucas immediately eats the ham steak on the side. You've earned it. Celeste kind of just looks at the food. I think I um, I think I portion a few things off on a a small plate and keep them from touching each other and I just kind of slide it next to Celeste as an offering, not as a requirement. Um, just a few things that are like very simple. Nothing extravagant that's gonna upset. <clears throat> and I think I, I pour a little more orange juice in Imogen's cup. I think in this moment, since Celeste is still trying to get a moment alone, but kind of realizing this isn't going to be it. Uh, Celeste will say something pretty shocking to the group. 
I guess, and just be like, um, could somebody inform me what the article actually said? Can I recite it verbatim? Roll history? Um, that's a 24. Yeah, you can. I recite it verbatim. Um, I think really nothing changes on Celeste's face. But this was a moment I personally was dreading because it's also just kind of a sign that she didn't have to do any of the stuff she felt cornered into doing because it wasn't relevant at all. Um, So she kind of swallows that for a sec. Can I roll an insight check? Yes. I I am going to compete that with a deception check for sure. I understand. (laughs) It's not going to happen, but I have to try. That is a dirty 20 deception than that one. Oh, baby. I'm so Celeste sad. is taking it great. Celeste is taking the news great. Doesn't seem to be affecting her. <laughs> I super don't think that's true. I feel like it's just so impassive that Ren has no idea. No uh, idea what she's thinking. I think Celeste probably would say something brush off, just very like, well, people have said worse about me. They're going to say worse about me in the future, so this is trivial. I'm sorry that this happened, Ren. I know you're not used to the spotlight. Um, we'll figure it out. Um, I can teach you a few things that I learned. Um, yeah, yeah, apparently um, I'm going to start immediate training. Um, but I'm not worried. I'm, uh, I'm, it'll be fine. I'm more worried about the fact that they uh, were talking about you guys. Um, to, it wasn't very nice of them, so. Just as advice to save some time for you. Um, if somebody says something mean about you, if you don't say something back, you win. That that took me a whole day of media training. This. Uh, okay, I'm I'm less worried about that. I'm more about like what what people are saying about you guys. I feel like I can maybe keep quiet if I don't care if it's like about me. But like, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna work on it, and it's gonna be fine. I don't want you guys worrying about it. Um, yeah. just maybe. If anyone tries to talk to you about the article, um, what my mom said is to just not respond and walk away. And I, I don't want you guys to have to worry about it, so. Yeah. You said you said you wanted us to read it to you, but mm. does that mean you didn't, you haven't mm-hmm. read it? Um, no, I didn't have the opportunity last night. It was uh, just a lot of, um, media training and what's not uh, kind of prepping for whatever it could be and preventing that kind of thing what um, exactly happened um i i haven't been feeling well i i just i felt how did you get back to the castle i floofed um there's no gaps in your memory no you're not feeling not fuzzy no no nothing of the sort um yes no thank you for checking uh, but no, nothing of the sort. No memory lapses. Um, I just fell asleep because I'm not feeling good. With that, I, I'm i going to run to the bathroom. I, I, I can do this alone. I promise. Um, I'm going to send Lucas with you. Okay, he can wait outside. Um, and Celeste is going to go to the bathroom, kind of sit in the stall, stare into nothingness. I don't think she's really feeling right now. I don't think she, I think she just sort of is sitting in her overwhelming numbness. 
to the situation and everything going on around her. As you sit there, you feel something strange. Like a warm heat. A gentle but warm heat coming from your pocket. Um, I, I look in my pocket. The only thing in there is the letter that you got. Uh, I look back at the letter. Uh, there's something new underneath it. And it says, please. Fine. I think Celeste probably would try to write it on there. To see if it translates, but I don't know if it does. Fine. Fine. Uh, Celeste is going to get out of the bathroom, give Lucas a little pat on the head, and come back to the uh, home gnome room and just tell the group... Unfortunately, it seems like I'm. It's an urgent thing with my mother, so I I should get going there. But um, do we want to check in maybe six o'clock or nine o'clock? Actually, let's go for eight just in case. You're leaving again. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me know. Of course. I won't make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. Do you know where you're going? Mm-hmm. I'm... Uh, and you, you all can... If you need me, I will be there all day. Uh, I will just be at the sanctum at my mother's office. Um, You'll be safe. I will be safe. I... I'll be able to see you if you need to check on me, so feel free to use the, uh, there's a fireplace in her office as well. Um, feel free to use that. I will. Um, I, I, I put you on the, you two on the list for it a long time ago, so you shouldn't have a problem. Okay. Okay. I give Celeste a big hug. Celeste tries to hug back and tries to give a little... She just has nothing in her right now. I cling even tighter. Like I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Celeste also kind of absorbs the fact that she's just hurting more people with leaving. With making any choice nowadays. Um, And uh, in that moment, just sort of breaks off and gives a nod to Imogen... And turns away. Celeste. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you need anything, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I will. I mean it. I know. And uh, Celeste turns around. And I think for a moment before she gets on, she just sort of sits. And I think she does it with the intention of breaking down and crying. But when she gets to, like, the position to cry, she still is kind of sucked into the void of that nothingness, of that numbness, and can't even, like, muster out a tear anymore. So she just picks herself up and mother's office and floofs back, floofs there. So when you arrive at your mother's office, she is there and she's not wearing an outfit that you've ever seen her wear before. Now, don't get me wrong. She looks incredible. She always does. 
She is wearing a pair of tapered light blue pants and a simple cream sweater. And the sleeves are rolled up to her elbows. And she's wearing a pair of very clean, very nice looking cream sneakers. Fashion sneakers. Okay. Not like okay. a running okay. kind, but still okay. sneakers. And her hair is up in a ponytail, not a bun. She has a few strands framing her face. Mm. And she has bangs, which are new. You don't recall seeing those in your mom before, but she looks good. Her makeup is simple. Her jewelry is clean. And she simply stands looking at the fireplace. And when you arrive, she smiles. And she says, Celeste, thank you for coming. We're going shopping. Oh, um, sh- shopping, really? Mm-hmm. So we'll be leaving the Sanctum? Yes. Can I just, um, if, if we're leaving the Sanctum, I just have to send a letter to my friends. Um, but yeah, Whatever that's, you need that's to fine. Do. Cool. Celeste gets the information of where they're going and sends it to a, in a letter to Imogen and Ren, just to kind of like, Hey friends, I was told that we, I am leaving the Sanctum to go shopping with my mother. Uh, I will be escorted by her, so you know I am in safe hands. Um, this is the shopping district I will be going to. Love you friends, Celeste. Excellent. So, your mother uh, leads you back into the fireplace and floofs you to Magia Strada which is the Italian magic shopping district. It is known for not being like your typical shopping district in the magical world. There's another one in Italy, but this one is fancy. This one is expensive. This one is magic designer. This is high-end shit. You've been here before. Of course you've been here before. But you've never gone with your mother. In fact, the only shopping trip you've ever really done with your mother was when she took you to Horizontal Lane before school started. Huh. Oh. You know, I actually think I bought Ren one of those eggs there. Huh. Weird that they sell them here. Um, Your mother um, loops her arm through yours and begins to stroll down the street with you. Oh, Mom, don't be gross. No, Celeste doesn't say that, but she's kind of feeling that in a way. <laughs> like, what the hell? What's what's going on? Um, so, But Celeste kind of goes with it and is just sort of trying to, trying to fake it because it seems to be what we're doing right now. Or pretending that nothing's going on. Cool, let's do that. Um, your first stop is a magical designer clothing store. Um, she whisks you inside and immediately starts picking up cute little dresses and then kind of like holding them in front of you being like, "Mm, this color would be very nice for your skin tone. Mother, you always try to give me that color. I've told you, it doesn't go with my eyes though. Mm. Not everything has to go with your eyes. I'll try it on. Um, she immediately begins handing just like stack of, stacks of things to attendants. 
Um, and you've even heard her say thank you at one point to one of them. Um, as they are, like, taking things into, you know, dress shops. Oh, this accessory might look nice. What about this hat? Recommending things to her and her being like, mm, we'll try it. Or absolutely, that is not the style. Um, can I roll an insight check? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what, what is going on here? That is a nat 20. <laughs> um... <laughs> What is going on with my mother? <laughs> Your mom is acting so fucking weird right now. This is like, it's like she's a completely different person. And it seems from the outside that she's putting on this air of that she's spending the day with her daughter. She's happy to be doing so. They're shopping. It's going to be fun. They're going to have a little shopping spree. But beneath it, she's your mom. You know that there's some pain that she's covering up right now. And she is doing whatever it takes to push that really down deep inside and focus on having a good day with you. But there's there's also something else. There's like a strange... There's like a strange air about her as well. Almost like... Almost like the smallest bit of relief. And you're not sure why. <clears throat> um, um, Celeste kind of sits in that. I think with where she's at right now, Celeste is the villain of the story. So, in seeing that her mom is feeling some pain and this is what she wants to do to mask it, uh, Celeste goes all out and starts to help to try on clothes to give twirls to, um, make quips about people in the sanctum that wouldn't look wrong in it or something um just to make her mother laugh uh getting that kind of like girly trip that it seems like she wants to have um your mother is absolutely enjoying herself she's definitely she's leaning into it as well um you know there she's picked out several outfits that she absolutely loves on you um, a couple, she's like, mm, you're right, this is not the, this is not the color, this is not, I think if it was this, it would be just, like, a little bit better, or you're absolutely sparkling in this, this is, you have to have it, it's fantastic. Um, just going all out. Um, and eventually, she hauls up all of this stuff, um, at, at the front of the store and pays for it. And, and she, you know, has several bags in her hand and she kind of, like, does a, a motion of, like, almost lifting them in the air and they pop. Um, which you've seen her do many a times. You know, this is just so she doesn't have to carry a shit ton of stuff. Uh, of course. We, so the Carver Chapmans do not carry things. Um, so, uh, Cel Celeste, I feel like at some point she's making, like, a cute story about, like, Mother, you know I can't wear silk gloves. I mean, I totally knocked over something when I was seven onto father's lap. Don't you remember my juice? And kind of doesn't realize she also mentions her father. Like, that kind of, like, awkward, like... Mm -hmm. Those kind of moments, I'm sure, happen in the day. Of course. And when those moments happen, there's just uh, the tiniest breath of hesitation before... 
her mother breezes past and says, Not the silk gloves, of course. No, I, I don't think those suit you anyway. Um, and continues and moves on and gracefully changes the conversation. She she drags you. Um, she makes sure you have plenty of the best school supplies, the highest quality of quills. Um, she, she takes you into a little trinket shop and she's like, well, we have to make sure that your dorm is appropriately decorated. Like, what decorations do you have? Like, getting you a couple things. She takes you into a jewelry store and she buys you a full set of pearl necklace and earrings and bracelets and she gets you a few things with precious gems that are just really gorgeous and really nice and really expensive. And she takes you into a store that you hadn't been in before in this street and it's a pet store actually you didn't even know they had that here and she begins walking around and she spots something and she pauses and you you just notice her staring at something in the corner mother are you all right uh you kind of stopped in the middle of your joke i'm getting a cat oh no this is the worst sign do you want a cat? They have other um, cats. Uh, uh, a cat. Hold up. Let's go back. Uh, a cat. I mean. A kitten. A kitten. Oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> Celeste kind of looks at her mother and goes, "Mother, you've. I mean, um, inter- great choice. Um, you you have always said you don't have time to take care of an animal. Um, are you are you sure?" That's been a lie, really. I have plenty of time um, to hire someone for the moments that I am unavailable. Um, However, a cat is also, from what I understand, easier to take care of. Um, So I do think it would be better if I get a kitten. Um. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yes, let's, let's pick out a cat for you. Um... Uh, what, what, which one are you looking at? She uh, walks over and, and she bends down and she picks up uh, this small uh, kitten that is very fluffy and with really big green eyes and it's, it's just really fluffy and, and like a light gray and it's staring up at her like, you're my mom now. Oh shit, that one is cute. She like holds its tiny paw and the cat just kind of like nuzzles into her face. Uh yeah, looks looks like this is the one. Um wonderful. And uh um you know, thankfully nobody in the family has allergies. Oh, your father does. But that's fine. Okay. <laughs> cool. I I had a feeling. I kind of thought I remembered something like that. Um, but but you know they have spells for allergy reactions and whatnot. <laughs> so, sure they do. Cool. It's gonna get. Do you want a cat? We can get matching ones. Oh, um, you know, I uh, th- I don't think I need a cat right now. Uh, thank you. I mu- maybe later. Maybe later. Um, what other animals are there? There are ferrets and dogs and uh, guinea pigs and bunnies. 
and hamsters and reptiles like snakes and lizards there's fish there are hedgehogs um um there are like chickens ducks uh celeste walks by the hedgehog crate kind of like goes to walk past it and goes i want them um, i think she and she like is like i want both of them they look like they're related and i am not separating a family so i want both of them Oh my god. Um, your mother is across the store and can't see what you're saying, but she's like, absolutely! And then she starts walking in your direction with this little kitten, just like sitting on her shoulder. Just not sitting, but kind of like lying across it. Um, and just kind of like very comfortable there. Um, and as she approaches, kind of like like absentmindedly scratching this kitten's head, she's like, oh, well, aren't these things adorable? Absolutely. Um, and she kind of, like, snaps for the attendant, and she's like, whatever these things need. Uh, yeah, Celeste is gonna adopt two, two hedgehogs. Uh, this okay. is pure- this is a- it was a purely a moment of, like, trying to be, like, making a point, but she's committing. She's committing to it. <laughs> um, and she definitely does pick the two cutest that, like, look like they're a family and related, and, like, a boy and a girl, and just, like, adorable- it's like, yes, I... Oh, damn, that cat is... Re- that kitten, sorry, is very cute. Um, yes, I just... There's something about them I felt very drawn to. And, um, you know, I I would only ask for one, but, you know, they look like the, a family and related, so I don't want to, you know, separate them, of course. Um, oh, of course not. Thank you. Uh, I have to think about names, then, I guess... Yes, absolutely. Simply must. Um, hmm. I'm sure you could come up with something absolutely fantastic. Of course, of course. Um, so what are, what are you naming this little one here? She like looks at the little kitten, um, who kind of like tilts his head and just kind of like matches her like, hmm, expression. And she looks at him for a moment and she goes, Fresco. Fresco. Means fresh in Italian. And I'm giving <sighs> him a fresh start, and he is from Italy. I think it's brilliant. Do I have to roll an insight check to see if she meant I'm giving him a fresh start? You can roll an insight check if you want. I'd like to. Uh, that is a... 7... 13. Yeah, you're not entirely sure what she really meant by that statement, but, she, but you know, the cat's name is Fresco. Of course, um, well, Fresco, welcome to the family. Ah, oh, it's lovely to meet you. And Celeste kind of goes to, like, pat them on the head. The cat kind of, like, blinks at the pat, but, like, is not bothered. It seems like a pretty chill kitten. Alright, cool, because Celeste is in the place where she would fight a cat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's like, "Oh, they're so, they're very soft." Oh yes, he's a very mm. sweet boy. It seems. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, would you like to continue with the shopping? Yes, absolutely. Let's let's continue. We'll we'll shop until the sun sets. Oh, uh, you you know what? I should uh, I should get my friends something. Oh, of course you absolutely must. Um. Mother, can I, can I just... How, how are you today with, um... I just read the article that came out and everything. 
She, um, she thinks for a moment, she says, I'm okay. And she, more surprisingly, pats the back of your head with her hand in like a very motherly gesture. And she says, how are you? Um, you know, I am tip-top shape. I'm doing great. Um, this isn't the worst thing somebody said about me. They just said I'm close to my friend. And this is all... It's not like it's a... Truly, it's not bad. He's a war hero. So I'm I'm fine with it. I'm okay. I'm totally fine. Of course. Uh Um... I, I'm sure they're going to be doing a follow-up article at some point, whether they choose to interview or not. But I, I will be releasing um, my own statement as well in support of them. Um, just so you know. In support of. Oh, Winona and Ren. Oh, oh, okay. wonderful! Thank you. I very much appreciate it. Um, they're, they're very important people. I know. Are you okay? I'm fine. She she bends down a little bit to to meet your level. And she places a hand on your cheek and gives it like a very like gentle rub with her thumb and she says, "Everything is fixed." And she turns and, and begins to move away from you to to go check out at this this pet shop. Okay. Wish fixed meant better, but okay. I think Celeste probably will, after this conversation, start to take advantage of her mom being the shopaholic right now, and is going to um, get Imogen on like a really extravagant like series of books on something. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, probably is, like, a hidden tome or something, like an old... Something that's, like, only, like, a couple copies were made. Okay, Um, so nice, a rare book. A very rare book. Um, and then is probably going to get Ren the, like... I'm sure the fancy shopping place has, like, also, like, those advanced stores or, like, can help... You can get, like, things early before they're released, so she probably gets Ren, like, the new broom that's about to be released. Love that exclusive room. Give me a second. Let me let me type up a couple of options, and I'll let you pick one um, f- for the rare book for Imogen. Yay! Perfect. <laughs> Celeste probably also gets like Ross a. What's Ross like? Ross. Celeste probably gets more sandwiches. Honestly, yeah, it worked last time. Um, but like a fancy sandwich. Oh my god, wait, can I get a self, like a remaking sandwich? Like every time you take a bite, it just more sandwich is there and it never goes bad. Oh my god, he's gonna love it. <laughs> dumbass is gonna love it. I know. <laughs> and as you eat, you just discover different sandwiches. Like <laughs> Probably gets Edison like a bunch of direwolf stuff like a new new sweaters and like leashes and stuff like a set a fancy designer set for them and the dog uh and teddy where did i get teddy guys what is teddy like i mean he mostly likes vibin you know yeah teddy vibes 
I don't believe Remy has stated in canon any specific hobby or he thing likes, that he enjoys. He likes Ross. He yeah, does like, like Ross. Bestie yeah. duo. They're besties. You know what? I feel like Teddy would like card games. I feel like he's a card games guy. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Wait, what does <laughs> Teddy play on the uh, Broom Zoom team? I think it's Defender. Yeah, he's the Defender. Um. All right, then uh, she's going to get him basically like the most extravagant like padding and armor-esque thing you can have for Broom Zoom. Like, like pads and gloves and stuff, but like super resisted and very, very fancy as well. For for Myra, I think she's gonna get like a probably like a music box that plays like a ballet, like almost in like a like a projection almost, but like a magical like illusion. I have four books that you can okay. choose from. I can't look at you, Willow. Okay, I'm off screen. I can't look at Willow. You don't know what I want. Plants <laughs> from the bottom of the sea. Okay. Ancient creatures from the beginning of time. The difference between good and evil. Metals and magic. Wand ores of steel. Ooh. So for me, it's between the middle two. For the good and evil and the old creatures. As much as I want to get the good and evil one, that might be a little too much for how Celeste feels like well, like Imogen's handling things right now. It might be a little too heavy. So I think Celeste would go for the Ancient Creatures tome. Okay. Cool. Willow, I know you wanted the good and evil one. I'm sorry. I I think you made a very good choice. Hell yeah. Cool. So as you continue throughout the day getting these wares, um, some for you, some stuff that her mom gets for her, stuff that she gets for Fresco, um, and stuff that you guys get for your friends... Um, the sun begins to set and it seems like your shopping trip is coming to a close as you have raided every single store on the street. Well, I am tired after that one. Um, uh, what do you want to do now? That is a good question. Um, well, we've done plenty of damage for the day. Um, I... I suppose I should be letting you get back to Hogweed. Um, um, well, do you want to get dinner first? I, I would love that. Cool. Um, Celeste feels still really guilty and can kind of tell her mom doesn't want this to end quite yet. So she, she's all in for going out for a fancy dinner. And she takes you to a very fancy magic Italian restaurant. The food is absolutely incredible the atmosphere incredible and the service i mean it's literally magic can't get better than that you know what i mean wow you know i almost forgot what it tastes like when the pasta's handmade lately the only pasta i've been having was either at hogweed in the in the grand hall or at fazoli's (laughs) ah yes i remember my days at fazoli's oh it's you know, it like it it feels like it should be wrong, but it's so right. You, you know what I mean? Oh, it really is. <laughs> um, but but this, wow, wow. Uh, Celeste says as she sees like the chef come by, because she's like, we are not talking about Fazoli's in this fancy ass restaurant. <laughs> but this food, so good, so amazing. Like, w- wish I could eat it every day. Uh, can Me I too. do a check? 
Uh, are the other people in the restaurant looking at us? Yeah, go ahead and uh, check it. Do investigation since you're looking at the restaurant as a whole. Okay, that is a 14 only then. Um, no one's looking. Okay. Well, that's good. This was fun, mother. I'm glad you talked me into the second dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can't leave Italy without getting tiramisu. You just can't. Of course. Glad we split it, though, because I need to fit into these dresses we bought. <laughs> You're going to look lovely. Thank you. Um, hey, I love you. She... And um, I'm sorry. And we, we don't have to talk about it today, but I... I just really need to say that. So, I love you, and I am sorry, and I love you. Um, tiramisu, though. <laughs> um, she stares at you. Um, her eyes kind of wide and surprised. Um, and they begin to tear up just a little bit. And she reaches forward, and she takes your hand, and she says, I love you too, Celeste. And it's all going to be better now. Cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and and you can... If you ever want to hang out again, Mother... I'm here. You don't have to spoil me with the shopping. Uh, we can just... See a movie. Or something, you know? I would like that. Cool. Don't worry, I'll... I'll treat you to the best stuff. I'll take care of you. And uh, Celeste kind of means two things when she says that. Of I will treat you to this, but also I, I, I will take care of you. I hurt you. I, I will take care of you and make you better. She um, she nods, and you can tell that she's thinking something, but she doesn't say it. Um, but she just gives you a smile. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, now I suppose I really do have to go away. Don't want my friends to get worried about me being out for so long, especially with all all the press and whatnot. But we'll do this again soon, okay? Of course. Give a cuddle to Fresca for me. I will. Um, your things will uh, be in your dorm when you arrive. Perfect. I. Uh... I will figure out where to put all of the dresses. I don't- my closet is pretty small. Your mother says, I will send you a letter tomorrow, and in it will be a one-time-use enchantment so you can expand your closet. Perfect. That sounds wonderful. Of course. Thank you. Um, I suppose I should go, then. Yes, you, uh... You mustn't break curfew. Of course not. Um, I love you, Mother. I'll, I'll see you soon. I love you, Celeste. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Celeste kind of finds, like, a corner. Like, a little... Maybe an alleyway or something that is, like, not with people. Chokes out, like, a quick 15-second sob. Cleans it up. <clears throat> And if anybody is anybody sees her crying, she get, she basically is going to look at them and go, "What are you looking at?" Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And head back to the fireplace. Excellent. Now, Ren and Imogen, you guys had your breakfast with the home gnomes, and 
You know that, Ren, today you were supposed to start media training with your mother. But other than that, it's a Saturday. So what are you guys gonna do? I'm keeping track of my friends. Um, shall we practice defensive spells? So, so you can protect yourselves? I mean, I know that you can't. It's just... I don't know how to help when I can't reach you. I think Ren's kind of at a loss right now. She knows Imogen is struggling and hurting. She knows Celeste is struggling and hurting. Uh, and she doesn't know what she can do to help. And I think she's just racking her brain for a teacher or an adult that she can bring into the conversation that they can trust because she is not equipped to deal with the PTSD that is currently ravaging her sweet friend Imogen's brain. I mean, out of all of our teachers, who had the most experience with... I, I guess who, who would... Who would Ren think Imogen was closest to, teachers-wise? Well... Jameson? Wouldn't it be the, um... Professor Pup? teacher? Or, uh, Madame Pup, oh, my... Oh, yeah, the pups. My mentor. Oh. Um, I think... Yeah, you're right. I think that Ren would mention, at some point today, I think I am gonna need to do some media training with my mom. I will see if I can get her to come here and... We will just have it in another classroom. Um, if not, I will make sure to let you know. But right now, um, I think what we're going to do is we're all going to go to Madam Pops really quick. Okay? Okay. Everyone is fine. I think it would just be good for us to talk to her. Because she's someone we can trust. And I think that she's someone who's going to understand some of the stress we might be feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, she's probably got some healing potions on her that she can loan you in case we get separated again and I can't get to you. Okay, so let's let's go there, I think, maybe, and we'll just try our best to not talk to anyone on the way. Sound good? Yeah, okay. Everybody stay close. I think we take Imogen to Madam Pup, and I think... I say to everyone, you guys just chill here for a sec. I just want to talk to her in her office for a moment. I will just be in her office, okay? Okay. You can see me through the window right here, okay? Okay. I'll make sure the blinds are pulled up. It's okay. fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so with Madam Pup potentially hearing that, <laughs> I say, uh, could I talk to you for a moment? Please. Absolutely, Ren. Is everything okay? I wait until we've shut the door. Uh, and I say, Uh, no, Madam Pup. It is not okay. Nothing is actually okay right now. Um, but I'm not here for me. I'm here for my dear friend Imogen, who I think is, um, dealing with some, uh, some pretty bad mental stuff right now. Um, for good reason. But right now, uh, I believe she is like super close to a breakdown. Um, if it is not already currently happening. And uh, she will not let any of us out of her sight because she's afraid that we will die um, or we will be separated and she won't be able to help us. 
So I would really love your advice on this because I love her very, very much. But I am 15 years old and I am not a trained professional in mental or physical health in any way, shape or form. And I feel like she needs someone to talk to and I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I am already feeling not so great myself. So I would love some help. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, alright, okay. So, okay. Oh boy. Um, alright. Also, did you see the article that came out? Of course I saw the article, Ren. That was very interesting. Are, are, um... Yeah, we're not here about me. Don't even worry about it. We're chill. Um, but, like, yeah. Hmm. So that's, that's, like, a part of it. But, like, a lot of stuff has been going on for Imogen. A lot of stuff. I'm sure you read a little bit in the article. Um, and you can just tell by her whole demeanor out there. She's just mm-hmm, staring mm-hmm. at the ground. You can see her from over there in the... She's just staring right at the ground. She's been mm-hmm. doing that a lot. I'm staring directly at you, Ren. <laughs> okay. Um, never mind. She's actually staring at me because she's afraid mm-hmm. that I might disappear if she blinks. I'm actually worried about that as well. Um, can mm-hmm. you... Can, will your eyes pop out if you stop blinking? Don't answer that. Um. Uh, n- no. That's not the important question. The important question okay. is what do we do to help her, please? Well, um, well, the first thing, um, the first thing that might be the most useful thing, uh, would be an anxiety potion, which would help some of the anxiety that she is currently experiencing, because it seems like it might be an overwhelming amount. And I don't think this is something that can just be fixed from a conversation and one potion, I think perhaps establishing a regimen to help Imogen might be the best option. Maybe like some some therapy? Would we be able to make that happen? Because we have been talking about it, uh, getting therapy at Hogwarts for like four years and we've just been kind of doing it ourselves. And like, I don't think think therapy is like a DIY experience should happen. No, there's no one. I admire and respect my colleagues, but they can be all idiots sometimes. I grew up as a normborn, so I do think of normie solutions sometimes. Whereas some of these others that did not grow up as normborn don't think of these solutions. For example, a lot of your teachers. I've literally been. We have been writing them essays about therapy and like what it is and how we can get it. And they're like, it's just weird. It's a word I don't know. And I don't like that. So I don't think they realize that I know about it. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend a daily potion for Imogen to take in the morning to help her be able to manage some of this anxiety a bit better. It won't erase it. It won't take it away but it'll help keep it from making it feel so out of control. And it's something she can work with instead of being hindered by completely. And then I'm going to recommend that perhaps we have a conversation a couple days a week and slowly begin working towards making the fear a bit smaller and making it manageable 
For now, it can't be fixed immediately. But I'm hoping we can get to the point where she doesn't have to feel like you're just going to disappear if she blinks. And I think that's what we're going to start with. I, I can't speak for her because I'm just her friend. And I know that this is kind of me going off on a limb. And maybe this is me butting my nose into business that I shouldn't be. But but she's she's my friend and I just, I want to be there for her and I love her very much. But also she deserves to be able to talk things out with someone who can, who has better words than me, you know? Um, and thank you for, for caring about her and wanting to help. That's what I'm here for. She, she may not be amenable to it at first. Um, I'm worried she'll see it as, as something that she's done wrong, but you have, you have to help her understand that this, that she's, she's perfect as she is. We just want the tough moments to be more manageable. Absolutely. I think I know a decent way to explain it to her. Okay. Do you, do we want to do that now or should it be a different, cause I, I really don't think she's going to let any of us else out of her sight. I think now is an okay time. We go back out, I think. Um, and Ren just goes over to Imogen and squeezes her hand. You're back. Yeah. See? And it's all fine. It's all fine, Imogen. We've been here before. I know, but this is a safe spot. Right? Hey, Ren. Yeah. Why is it always me? Why am I the broken one? I'm just trying to help. Every time I try to help, I can't. And I end up making you worry. All I want is to keep my friends safe. All I want is to be able to help them, to protect them, to heal them whenever I can. <laughs> Imogen. Would it be okay if we talk for a few minutes? Yeah. What else is there to do? Alright. Come on into my office, have a seat. I... I... I'll I be right here. I We're not going I'll, anywhere. I don't want to leave you. We're not going anywhere. I'll be right here, okay? You know where you could see me? I could see you back. I'll stand right here, okay? Madam Pup, do I have to... Do I have to leave them? What if we kept the door open? So you can see through the window, and through the door, and they're right there. Okay. Okay. I squeeze her hand, um, and just give her a really big hug. And I let it last as long as she needs it to. Um, I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. <laughs> Imogen, I love you exactly as you are. You are not broken. You have not done anything wrong. But 
every time. No, it is not <laughs> And now I'm making you all feel terrible because I know you had no choice but to leave, but I... But... I can't trust you anymore. And I hate that. And it's my fault. I know it's not your fault. But I can't help feeling it. I think Ren is struggling with all her might to hold back tears because that's not what's needed right now. Um, You're allowed to cry, Ren. Oh, I, I will ask you to make an insight check to see that. I'm trying with all of my might. All right. That's an 18. Can I get advantage, please? I'm trying to be a good friend. <laughs> no, you can't. Because... Fuck you, you're not the DM. Remy, you... Remy. Yeah, you, you get advantage. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, fuck you, Remy. You're a little more in your in your right mind than, than Imogen is. You're, you got a little more control. That is a 19. Fuck. With advantage. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and I think Ren just, uh, she puts a smile on her face and says, you have nothing to be sorry about. I love you so much. Thank you for being so protective and taking care of me. But we take care of each other, okay? I promise I'll be right here and everything is okay. You don't have anything to be sorry about. And I love you so much. I go with Madame Pop. She sits you down and she pulls her chair from behind her desk closer so that there's nothing there's no barrier between you two and she sits and she gives you a kind smile she says Imogen I know you've read a lot about the brain right? yeah you're practically a neuroscientist at this point I like to think so I think so so you understand that the brain has a bunch of different stuff inside. A bunch of different chemicals, right? I know all about the brain stuff, Madam Pop. Okay. And you know that every person is completely different. Mm-hmm. Some people have a different amount of chemicals than others. I think your brain chemicals are just like everyone else's, a little bit different. And I think part of that makes it hard for you to um, handle all of the anxiety and the feelings that you have. Which is okay. Because that's not something you can control. (laughs) And it probably feels pretty bad. There's a lot of things I can't control. It's a lot of things I can't trust. Right. Well. I'm gonna recommend that a couple times a week you come here and we can talk about all of it. And I'm not gonna be able to help you control those things. And I'm not gonna be able to fix everything. But Maybe, through talking about it, we can find solutions or feel better about some of the things that won't 
leave your brain or make you feel incapable. I can remind you when you're having a hard time managing all of those emotions that are building inside of you that it's not your fault. What? Why am I the first one at this school to have to be offered an arrangement like this? I think there's some miscommunication between um, a lot of the adults at the school and not for their fault but also some of the kids. I think it's really hard for adults to see the kids and see and understand everything that's going on because it's been so long since we were your age. And I think I think the adults are frankly tied up in their own lives too. I mean, problems don't go away when you get older, they just get different. I wasn't asking why why there's problems, why why so many of us need this. I'm asking why I'm the only one who has been offered. What makes me different? All of my friends need help. And I want to help them. But I'm... They... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Why am I the only one who's getting help? And why... Why? This happened once before. Last time I was brought into your office and sedated and whatnot. What's... What's wrong? What's so different about me? You know... Imogen, you... You wear your heart on your sleeve. You are very open about what you're feeling and what you think. Some would say that you don't have a, a filter or something like that. You know, some people would tell you it's a bad thing. That, you know, it's... It's not socially appropriate. That's not true. It's just we as a society are not used to sharing how we genuinely feel with each other. We're used to trying not to be an inconvenience to people by expressing what we feel and think and trying to pretend that everything is fine when it's not. You are brave because you are able to say what you think and feel what you feel and show that. And because of that, you're getting help. And I'm going to start encouraging other students and other teachers to look for the signs that people also need that help, even if they aren't strong enough or, or they don't feel comfortable enough to express those emotions and those thoughts and what they need out loud. So that's why you're the first. I shouldn't have been. No, you shouldn't have been. You should have been doing this for years. It's just... Every time I... Try to help my friends, every time I try to express how much they mean to me and how I couldn't bear to lose them. Every time I try to get them to take me seriously, to understand that I'm scared for them, 
they take me here because it's a problem no Imogen it's not a problem they are scared because they don't want you to feel as badly as you do they they, they, they see don't... how much you're hurting because they don't trust me to protect them no they don't trust you to protect yourself That's what they're doing, is they're trying to protect you. And they're trying to make you feel... better. I can't feel better until they're better. Well, they can't feel better until you feel better. You have to be able to take care of yourself. Do you remember we've talked about that? This, this is part of that, is being able to get help for yourself when you need it so that you can help others. But you also have to remember that if you put everyone else before you, you are never going to get the help that you need and you're never going to be okay and you won't be able to help anyone else. It's just, I just don't know. If there's time for that, what if something happens? Something could happen at any moment. Exactly. Something could happen anytime. It's always been that way, and it always will be that way, because that's how the world is, but we can't live ready for something to happen at any time. It feels so much worse now, though. You don't know. It's it's more urgent. It's so much more real. I, I can't protect them if I can't reach them. I can't help them if I don't know where to find them. And I know, I know it's selfish because I know I'm not, I'm not that strong. I'm not. I don't even know if I would be able to protect them if something does happen, but I, I, I can't imagine not being there to try. But they won't let me. Imogen, they're trying to protect you. They're trying to do what you want to do for them. They see that you're in pain and that you're hurting. And they, they're there. They're helping right now. This is what you would want to do for them. You see them hurting, you want to help them. This is not them saying you can't help them. It's them saying it's our turn now to help you. And part of that is learning to take a breath, acknowledging those feelings that you have right now, how scary they are and how uncomfortable they are. And they're not gonna go away, but maybe we can turn them from something that is ruling your every move, your every action, your every thought 
into something that just influences you a little bit. You don't you don't have to stop trying to protect them. You just also have to protect yourself and you need to live your life outside of this one feeling. I can try. I don't know how much of this I can bring myself to believe. But if this is what they need so that they can trust me again, I'll do it. You don't have to believe it. Not right not right now. But you will start to believe it. When you live it, bit by bit, it will become true. And I promise they are going to be so grateful that you are doing what you need to do to feel better. Of course. Are we done here? Just one more thing. Because I know you are very much science-oriented, I have a small potion that I think would make you feel better every day. It's not going to take away that anxiety that you feel, but it's going to turn it into something that is a lot more manageable. Can I see a list of ingredients, brewing instructions, and how it works? Absolutely. She uh, slides um, a paper over to you, and it has all of that information already listed out. There's no fine print. It is all, it's all legible. And she shows you the small vial. She says, it's very easy to make. I have plenty. And I think that it might help you feel just a little bit better every day. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Now, if at any time you want to talk or you need me, please feel free to come by. But I'd love to see you again in two days. Okay, Madam Pop. I'll... I'll come back. I'll talk. Okay. I'll see you then. Right now, I need to go back to my friends. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Imogen is already at the door, walking back toward Ren and... Ren and the boys. Ren puts a smile on her face. Hey. Goes to grab her hand. Hi. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, DM, I have a question. The door was open. How much did we hear? I think Ren was trying her best to give privacy, um, but I, I do know that sometimes things waft. So, um, because you were in direct eyeline of the window and the open door, just so Imogen could continue seeing you, you probably heard the whole thing, um, but. Um, 
you know, there are definitely parts you were able to, to tune out if you weren't specifically, like, trying to listen. Yeah, Imogen was looking directly at you for some of it. So Ren definitely heard that Imogen thinks that she doesn't, that Ren doesn't trust her. And for sure, Imogen said to her, I can't trust you anymore. So that's just kind of in her brain. Um, but she's definitely got a smile on her face, just saying, hey, you okay? I, I hold up the vial. I will be. Is that something you want to take? It makes sense. But do you want to? Scientifically, it makes sense. I'm... I'm not against it. That's not the thing that I have trouble with. Do you want to talk about... what the trouble is? I'll wait till Celeste is here. Then we can talk. All of us. Okay. Um, okay, I, um, do you mind if we go to the Owlery? I'll, I'll send my mama, I'm going to send her a letter to see if she can meet us, meet me here. Okay. I think the trip to the Owlery is quiet. And I think Ren just, you know, asks if her mom can come here for media training, if it's possible. The reply you receive uh, very shortly after um, is is absolutely of course, um, and that that she'll meet wherever you want to. Great, that's sorted. So, what time is it? Is it lunch? <laughs> it's definitely around lunchtime now. Probably closer to one. Cool. How's about we get lunch? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take it in the grand hall or? Wherever the rest of you are. Boys, you've been very quiet. What's the plan? Ross hears the word lunch and he gets extremely excited. He's like, absolutely, lunch, let's go. Um, what if y'all... No. What if you guys go... Oh no, it's really cold outside. What if you guys go... To the all-house common room. I no one's gonna be there, and we, me and the boys, the boys and I, the boys we're gonna go. Me and the boys we're gonna go down to the kitchen. All right, we're gonna get sandwiches and the potatoes for sure, bread with pasta, maybe noodles. Um. We're gonna get food, lots of carbs. Carbs are good, and like desserts and stuff. Tea, you guys like tea? We'll do tea, maybe some coffee in case. We're gonna get a bunch of stuff and we're gonna make you guys a picnic. We're gonna have a picnic inside and Edison is gonna station Lucas outside the doors to make sure no one else comes in. And Lucas will do that like fake growl thing he does and threaten people and they won't come in because they'll be scared because I was a really, really big dog. And then Edison's like, it's literally a wolf. And Ross is like, big dog. So we're 
going to have an indoor picnic. No one's coming in. Let's, let's, let's go. And he's like trying to hype everyone up. Um, I feel like probably we would have, between the back and forths, uh, Ren and her mom would have picked a time. So she probably said like after lunch. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think Ren goes along with it. And she's just, uh, let's, let's get started on studying. Does that sound good? Yeah, I like studying. Cool. Um, do you mind if we go to the bathroom for a second first? We can go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the second that she's in a stall, Ren tries her best to cry as silently as she can for a couple minutes because she needs to get it out, but she's trying really hard not to put it on Imogen. Insight check? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I do a stealth check? Yeah. I got 21. What the fuck? Fuck yeah. you. No. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you. That's a 10. Yeah, I'm using my Comic-Con dice. You definitely sense the the breathing changes when Ren goes into the stall and, like, can hear some sniffling. Um, You know she's, like... She's emotional. She's crying. I knew it. I think she comes back out. She's like, sorry, I just had to clear my head for a second. Um, studying? Sound good? Yeah. Whatever you need. I don't need anything. Um, I'm, I'm up to whatever you want. Imogen, um, just leads Ren back to the boys says nothing i hate this i hate hate this this. i hate this more i hate this so much i hate that all of our coping mechanisms are clashing right now i hate Um, this we should all know better at this point and yet here we are it's our commitment to the damn character though (laughs) i miss louisa so much she would be like you guys are all being stupid and we'd be like god you're so right Celeste needs a friend she can yell at, and she doesn't feel good f- yelling at you two, but she would yell at Louisa, and Louisa would be like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we go in there and pretend to study until the boys get us lunch, and then we have lunch, and it sucks. <laughs> it's all carbs. Like, it is seriously... Ross was like, we need carbs, we need bread, we need noodles, we need... we need rice. We that feels like a healthier carb. Forget the rice. We need bread and potatoes. Let's go. We need pasta right now. Where's the cake? Give me the cake. Imogene. Imogene. <laughs> Sorry. Who? Season one, Celeste for yeah, three what episodes. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk when I'm crying. Imogene eats potatoes and uh, plain buttered noodles. We yes. love depression food. Mm-hmm. Sounds so good right now. Honestly, butter noodles? Mm, I would hit. Ren also eats butter noodles. Yeah, screw the potatoes, just butter noodles. Ross eats an entire dish of potato au gratin by himself. Yeah, that's that checks. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. I think it's an Excellent. awkward lunch, and yes. then it is over. We all cope with Italian food. What can we say? You're not even here. You abandoned me. That's because I'm awful and I can't do anything right. Mm. 
No, I hate this. <laughs> We're all doing badly. <laughs> so, uh, you guys enjoy your lunch and you're studying until it's time for media training, which of course Imogen is more than welcome to sit in on. Um, your mom helps you find. No. <laughs> Can I? I brought it. I brought it here, but I need some time to myself. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be nearby. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna be outside the door. But you can trust me that I'll be there for the entire hour or two hours. I understand that you're hurting right now, Imogen. But we're all hurting in different ways. And some of us cope differently. You say that you don't trust me anymore. And then you say that we don't trust you. But that's not true. I trust you a lot, and I love you very much. But I'm not good at sharing my pain, and that is not an attack on you. That is because I don't know how to deal with it, and sometimes I need a little time to myself to figure it out. It's nothing you've done wrong, but we're all struggling right now, and we're all doing our best. I understand that you're upset and you're angry, and you have every right to be. Every emotion that you're feeling is incredibly valid. And I am not upset with you about that. It hurts that you think you can't trust me anymore, but I get where it's coming from. That being said, this is me telling you what I need right now. This is me trusting you with what I need in order to get through today. Can you trust me with that? Okay, Ren. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I love you very much. And I am sorry that I have hurt you. And that I brought you into this mess. It's not your fault. Is. It's but not. that's fine. Okay, have have a good media training. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> okay. I'll be with the boys. Good. Maybe you could play one of Teddy's card games. Yeah. And I will be right here when I'm done, okay? Okay. I'll come find you, or you'll be right- I'll be back for you. Teddy will take you for all your worth in poker, and he will not regret it at all. And that is how you know that he still loves you very much. Yeah, that checks. That's very comforting. Ren, it's time for your media training. Your mom has picked out a classroom um, away from other people where the door is in the corner so no one really sees you as they walk by, just for privacy's sake. And she stands as you enter. She gives you kind of like a, an understanding smile. She's like, rough day? You can say that. Um, I I hate to be like this, but we should probably do this kind of quick. Uh, I, I have a friend that uh, needs me near them right now. And I have to say, this is my time that I get to spend by myself. So any emotions that happen are not your fault. Um, they may just happen because it's a bad day. Sound good? Okay. 
Um, well, then, uh, to summarize, let's, let's just jump into some of the sample questions, um, that, um, that I came up with, uh, just to get a baseline, basically. I'll, I'll stick with the easy ones. And she begins kind of, like, ruffling through her cards, like, trying to pick a good starter question. And she is like, how does it feel to be reunited with um, your uh, mother? It feels great. I am so happy that I get to know her. And we have a really great time. It's cool to know. It's cool. Were you surprised when you found out you were adopted? Yeah, wouldn't you be? (laughs) (laughs) What has been harder? The transition from normie to sorcerer? Or from um, adopted to birth mom? I don't think that's how they're going to ask that. No, I don't think so either. We can... let's skip it. Um, How have you been adjusting to the sorcery world? Oh, I've been adjusting great. I'm so happy and doing so well. These are good words, right? I'm doing the the right words. Oh, yes. uh, You're doing great. Um, What was it like to find out that your birth father was a war hero? Um surprising um Mm -hmm. but it's cool to know that i can read about him in the history books and get to know him a little bit and all of the things that he did that were wonderful to help people are you close with um i guess your god brother henry porter uh professor porter is real cool i've just recently started to get to know him besides in class and he's neat okay well I think that's all the easy ones that I have um you did really good so I'm not worried about the easy questions at all yeah I'll be fine as long as I'm not crying (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we can um we can stop that before the interview oh yeah yeah this just happens sometimes it'll go away soon okay great good Okay. Is there anything I can do? Um, make me a better friend, maybe? (laughs) No, that's stupid. That was a dumb joke. Um, I don't think that's possible. You would be surprised. Nope. It just, we just gotta live with it right now. Um, let's just keep going with the questions so I can get back to my friends. It's okay. We don't need to get into any of the hard ones today. I feel like we should. I feel like we really need to be prepared as soon as possible. Um, it's fine. I'll be- see, I'm not even crying anymore. I've got this. Okay. Um, then why did you and your mother choose to hide your reunification? Being reunited was a very private moment. And Being both very private people, we wanted to take the time to get to know one another before bringing society and all of the world into it. I feel like it makes sense. We just wanted to celebrate a little bit on our own 
before bringing the good news to everybody else. Do you... Do you think your mother had something to do with breaking your father out of prison? Oh, uh, no, I don't. And I don't see how she could. She was pretty busy. <laughs> kind of a workaholic, that one. Okay, um, let's see. She, she rifles through her cards again, um, thinking. She's like, mm, I don't know about these. I would rather you say them because someone else is going to, and I'd rather be prepared. Okay. Are you concerned to find out that you come from a long line of dark sorcerers? I think we've established so far in this society that you as a person are not always defined by where you came from. It matters the actions you take. Do how how have your adopted parents reacted to the reunification? Ren sits there for a good thirty seconds in silence. Um, I don't know how to answer that one. Um, maybe maybe that would be one of the better spots to um, embellish a bit. They're happy that you're happy. Okay. Um, I love my parents, both the ones I grew up with and my biological ones. Um, and I, I know they're real happy that I'm happy. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. One more. Last one. Okay. Um, what happened all those years ago? Why were you adopted? Your guess is as good as mine. I was a baby. <laughs> no, I can't say that, can I? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. What do you think I should say? Maybe just the wrong time to, to have... I don't know. I mean, whatever I say, it's gonna reflect on you. So you should, you should be the one to decide. I feel like maybe just that there were some unfortunate circumstances that we are still investigating, but it resulted in us being separated and me believing that we wouldn't have been able to come back together. Should we say investigating? I don't want them to think that that I don't care. I don't know, that one's a hard one. <laughs> I just kind of wish I knew what really happened. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think whoever wrote that note knows, because they got my age wrong, so... At least there's that. Did. Yes! <laughs> At least there's that. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm. You did very well. Thanks. Um, I've been practicing and, and listening to Celeste talk is, it helps. <laughs> she's always got the right, to, right thing to say. Um, she's out with her mom today. So we've all just kind of been circled up. Um, it's not a good day today. 
I'm sorry. I thought it would be okay, but it's not, and my friends don't trust me anymore, so... Well, uh, I'm sure that's not the case, Ren. No, uh, Imogen said I can't trust you anymore to my face, so... Um... So that's fine. Well, I feel like I've ruined everything. How would you have ruined everything, Ren? I mean, I must have been... You know me, I'm, I'm a blabbermouth. I must have said something at the wrong time or to the wrong person, and that's how they found out about this, and they've put my, my friends in danger and in jeopardy, and things are just bad, and now they're more bad, and... Ren, this is, this is not your fault. If anything, it's mine. No. Ren, I'm not for lack of enemies. Well, yeah, me neither. <laughs> How about this? It's neither of our fault. Because the person who published our secrets without our knowledge or consent shouldn't have. And they did. And it's their fault. Not ours. Yeah. I'm sorry that we have to deal with this. Well, <laughs> What's life without a little bit of trial and tribulation, right? I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, I should probably get back to my friends. Yes. It's okay. Will I see you tomorrow? If you want to. Okay, we can keep practicing. Or you could mm -hmm. just, you could just come here and we can just talk. Absolutely. I could really use a mom right now. I'm right here. Okay. Thanks. I think Ren gives her just a quick hug. And then nods to her and rushes out of the room. Just trying to, like, cover her tears as much as possible. I head back to where, wherever we were meeting. As you do, um, somewhere in the castle, Celeste is returning from her shopping spree with her mother. <sighs> um, Celeste is going to, uh, make a quick stop up to her room and, uh, pick up the things that are, uh, gifts so that she can bring it to where we all decided to meet at. And then she's also just going to give a little hi to her two new, um, hedgehogs. Do they have names? Yes, they do. <laughs> Their names, I did a lot of research in that last scene are um Kaylin uh the boy's name is Kaylin and the girl's name is Colette essentially they are both different versions of victorious people in different dialects um Celeste kind of Celeste named them not only because named them that not only because she's going through something, but she also named them that because the hedgehog, when she looked at it, kind of reminded her of her family. An extremely spiky outside, a very soft underbelly, cute, but not easy to have around. And she named those that because she, she is still holding on that her family will come out on top. Uh, and so she says hello to Colette and Kaylin, and uh, grabs all the gifts, and heads out to meet with Imogen and Ren. 
Uh, what is everybody doing around this time, do you think? Crying. Well, yeah, that. Um, at this time, uh, so this is definitely, like, we're getting into the evening. Can I just do, like, a slight investigation check to see if I know where people would be? Yeah. That's a 23. Yeah, you know where they are. Is Ren alone still? Mm, Ren is Ren is back with the Imogen. Okay, then then she's going to join I would have taken my time a little bit. Oh. It's not like we had a set, like, we're going to be doing media training from three to five. It's more so, like, until it works, you know? Okay, then, yeah. Um, Ren is heading towards Imogen. Or, sorry, yeah, Ren is heading towards Imogen currently, but is not yet with her. Celeste would probably be heading towards the meeting place. And then would see Ren, like, walking towards the same way. Kind of just go up. Hey, um, do you, do you have a sec before we meet up with the group? Um, yeah, yeah, I was just heading over to... Yeah. What's up? Are you okay? No. I'm really not. And I only feel like I can ever talk to you about things, and I have no idea what to do, and I just really need to talk. Yeah, is it... would you prefer it to not be with... you know that others would listen? No, it's... it's just... I don't feel like I can talk about this with the group yet. I need to... I need my best friend. I, I really need you. Can, can we go into a classroom? Yeah, of course. Uh, and I think she goes into an empty classroom and just immediately when the door is closed and just goes, My mother has bangs. Wait, okay, wait. Um, I'm not seeing the connection. You're going to have to spell it out for me. I'm it's... sorry. You were right. When when I went home, a lot happened. I I felt very cornered, and my mother was asking me to tell her everything, and my, my father wasn't helping me at all. He gave me nothing. And so I... I told her everything. Ren, I told her everything. I I betrayed the entire group. I I betrayed you. I betrayed uh, our teachers. I I just didn't know what else to do. I just people always expect me to be this strong person who knows the answer, and I sometimes you're just backed into a corner and you're just making a guess. And I I think I guessed wrong. I I think I destroyed my family. I think I've ruined everything. And then I get here and Imogen's mad at me. And I am hurting my friendships too, apparently. And I I go out and my mother has bangs and is adopting a cat. Even though my father's been very allergic for my entire life. Which is not a great sign. And all I really wanted was to talk to my mom. And I had to be a friend. I had to be her friend because she needs some someone. <sighs> it's a bad day. I just hug her. 
I don't feel like I can do things right anymore. I feel the same. If it helps, Imogen's mad at me too. Um, <laughs> but I think she's more just worried. And I think, I think I've realized that I don't always share things with her because I don't want to hurt her. And I think that hurt more and I don't want her to feel like she's not as important. So. She's equally important. I I get what you mean there. She's I, just, she's special and she's sweet and kind and I wanted to protect her a little bit, but the world hasn't given us that option. And I think I'm not gonna push you to tell her these things for you. But I think I need to tell her a little bit about what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Even though it goes against everything in my being. Um, Cause I just kind of want to bottle it up until it explodes. I get it. Oh, oh I get it. Uh, you always can come to me about anything as you know. Sometimes it's just easy. Sometimes it's a little easier for me to talk to you about things. I understand. And I, I, I feel the same, but it's it's not it's not because Imogen isn't as important because she's so important. Imogen is my best friend. Oh my gosh, no Imogen is um Imogen is also my best friend. She's amazing. You 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 get it. Same. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for sharing with me. And I know anything I say is gonna just... I I know nothing can make it better right now, but... But please know I'm here, and I love you. Getting it out feels better. Getting it out makes it feel like I can feel again. Do you want to take a second? And then join us, because I know Imogen's expecting me. Will you wait for me first? I'll be quick. Of course. We can go together. <sighs> Thank you. I also want you to know it's it's your turn afterwards. We can... No, I mean it. <laughs> Don't worry it about will... it. It's, it's okay. Friend, it would help me to talk and help you okay i'm gonna um i'm gonna talk about it with everyone if there's a chance to um i'll wait outside okay thanks um i'm 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 going to talk about my stuff too i i think that's what i'm learning about myself i think sometimes i just need to confide first. Well, first I have to obsess in my mind, then confide, and then I can talk about it. Thank you. I hope you don't feel like I'm brushing you off, because I want to hear about it very much. (laughs) I do not at all. I also know how important it is to get there on time. I I feel awful about being dragged away that night. It wasn't necessarily in our control but we could have made some choices to make it easier so we'll just do better next time okay yeah i think that's a great idea 
I squeeze the last <sighs> hand. Uh, I squeeze it back. Um, I pull you in for a big hug. I linger. Um, same. I think Celeste is kind of afraid to pull away for a sec, and then realizes she has has to let go, and that Imogen is waiting, and just brushes her eyes a little bit, and, is, and goes, Oh, by the way, I I have gifts as well, and um, I adopted some, some hedgehogs. Oh, okay. Um, bring those with, I think. That uh, might soften the deal a bit. Uh, Okay, um, I'll I'll go back and grab them. They're back in the in the dorm. Um, I'll meet you there. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm okay. You don't have to be. Well, I'm not, but I'm okay right now to do this. I'll see you in a sec. All right. I really do love you, friend. You know it's the same for me. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I'm running a few minutes. I'm pushing it, I think, a little bit. Um, so I send, if possible, I'd like to roll to send my Patreon forward so Imogen's not worried or worrying more than usual. Yeah, go for it. Um, what do I roll for that again? D20 plus intelligence. 22. Surprisingly, then you manage it. Um, I think just clinging to the last dregs of that conversation helps translate my happy memory that I chose. Um, that is none of you guys' business. <laughs> um, and I send my little fox to go and just like brush up against Imogen and just like put its head on her her lap hey there. as like a little sign. Okay, Imogen is comforted by that. Um, Celeste runs back to grab her hedgehogs, uh, then runs back to make it, definitely being a little late, but uh, looking down and feeling a lot of comfort after getting it all out. I think there's nothing more dangerous than letting something like this swirl around in your head, and that's all she wanted to do. So she's feeling a little bit of relief. Um, I get back to the All House common room, and I don't think I've tried to fix the fact that my eyes are puffy anymore, and I just, I think I plop down and say, Hey guys, rough day. You don't have to, but maybe when Celeste gets back, uh, would you guys be willing to hear me talk about it? Of course. Anything. Only if you're in the right brain space for it, though. Anything for you. I feel like Celeste probably catches the end, the end of Ren sitting down and joins in after that and just also looks puffy and defeated and tired like all the other girls in the circle <laughs> and goes, How's it going, friends? I, I brought hedgehogs and gifts. What do we want to see first? Hedgehogs. Okay, um, and she just lets the hedgehogs out of their out of their crate to play around. Um, that's Colette, and uh, that is Kaylin. Um, they are my two new companions. I love them, and they love each other. Um, Imogen, I um, I know that I 
betrayed your trust recently. You didn't. Um, it's. It, but let let me finish, please. Okay. Please. Um, I know that I, or if, if you don't want it, me to say it that way, I could have done more, to consider your feelings, recently, and for that I, apologize tremendously. Um, I was very scared in the moment, which is not an excuse, it's the explanation of where I was in the situation, but I, I promise you are one of the most important people to, in the world to me, and I am so sorry that I, that I didn't consider you in that moment, and it will not happen again, and I promise that, and this is not a apology gift, but I wanted to give you this. Um, turns out my mother took me shopping today, and um, it was in a fancier uh, shopping district than I usually get to go, and um, my mom's going through a whole Taylor Swift red thing, so I just thought, you know, might as well use the moment to get some gifts for my friends. I love you. I love you, and I know you didn't have a choice, and it's not your fault that you were taken away. I just... I was just scared. And we were all scared. And I don't like it. <laughs> I I absolutely hate it. Honestly, I was, I was very scared too. Um, but I will always be there for you, Imogen. And I know you'll always be there for me, too. And how I about this? So. We don't... Let's not promise anything other than... Let's just always try to be better and better friends. And I promise I am going to work hard on communicating more in those moments. I'll try to. That's all we can do. Uh, I think Celeste gives... Imogen the book, but then uh, brings Imogen in for a huge hug. Imogen just whispers, clings so hard. Celeste just whispers one more time that she's sorry and lets Imogen get whatever feeling she needs out in that clinging hug. Yep, Imogen is weeping and clinging to you. After uh, enough time has passed, I think Celeste uh, divvies out the gifts and then sits down and just kind of looks to Ren to, hey, I think it's your time. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry that I've been kind of weird. Um, I'm, I'm kind of taking this a little hard. Um, and I didn't want to bother you guys with it, but then I realized that that's dumb and you're my friends and you'd be more worried if I didn't tell you I was upset. Um, and she sees, uh, Imogen nodding yeah. and is like, okay, this mm -hmm. is, this is what it's really about. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm really scared and I don't like that people know my business. Um, and I can, I, I can only imagine how it felt for you, Celeste, because it sucks now, and how it felt for you, Imogen, with your mom being in the paper. Um, now that it's my turn, I really super don't like it, and I only just got my mom back. 
and now it's everyone's business and there's someone out to get us and they're using you too and I feel like I've been harboring some guilt about that because I just I just feel like I've put you guys in the line of fire just because of who I am and where I come from and I don't like that and I don't like that this is implicating negative things about my friends and it makes me angry and a lot of things have been making me angry lately and I didn't want to tell you guys and worry you but I've been really angry everything's just wrong and people are so unkind and I just want to fix it but I have so little say in things. So I've been trying to take the wins where I can in really stupid ways, like changing my outfit or cutting my hair and trying to be cool. But I still feel like the same scared 11 year old that got here. And I kind of hate it. So that's what's happening right now. <laughs> and thank you for listening. And I'm not good at talking about it. But I did. Because I trust you and I love you guys. But I hate talking about it because it reminds me that there's something wrong. And it makes me feel weak. And I don't like feeling that way. So... That's that. Um, yep. Imogen uh, comes over to you and hugs you. Doesn't know what to say. Celeste rubs your back while Imogen hugs you and just says, Thank you. That was brave. I love you guys. Love you. I love you. I'm sorry I scared you, Imogen. I'm sorry. It wasn't your fault. We were... We were all scared. Everything's scary. And I don't know what to do with any of it. All I know is that I love you. And I... I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I didn't want to tell you guys that I was scared because I just wanted you to feel like like somebody was fine so it, it was somebody you didn't have to worry about so it was one less thing to be scared about but I'm always gonna worry about you yeah that's not something that you uh ever going to be able to get rid of. I'm sorry, that's another thing that you can't control. Ugh. I uh, hate being 15. <laughs> oh yes. For sure. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out soon. Um, boys, I feel like you said something was I gonna go, but I interrupted you, and I definitely want to hear what you three have to say. And Lucas. And Lucas. <laughs> Yes, sorry for interrupting all three of you at once. They dogpile you. 
<laughs> Very good. That tracks since they're all, as I suspected they would be, dogs. dog patreons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that shit first year, baby. Celeste also gets out the things that she said to Ren in the circle um, a little bit more controlled than she did with Ren. And just makes sure that everybody's informed of why she's been where she has been. Feeling the, the pressure of your friends all squeezing you to death. The comfort is a nice, gentle, warm feeling. It almost makes you feel a little bit better. And that's where we're going to end this session. What the fuck? No, no one has thought about Myra all session. Yeah. We're strapped I have, out, okay? but that's me. She could. She's a, she's a serpentine. We could have seen her. Yeah, you could have given us the opportunity. You made it to the end of the episode. I'm so proud of you. Now here's a task: follow at in the Sourcehold Pod on social media for updates on new episodes and miscellaneous modifier shenanigans. Oh, okay, you did that. Thank you. You're the coolest. Uh, Now, why don't you give us a review? Seriously, leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts will really help us out, and it'll help more people find Ensorcelled. And if more people are listening to Ensorcelled, then that means someone you know might start listening to Ensorcelled. And if someone you know starts listening to Ensorcelled, that means you two can talk about Ensorcelled. All that just from leaving a review. I, I guess you could also just, like, tell your friends about Ensorcelled, that might be fewer steps. But still, reviews really help us out. And if you leave us a review, we will give you an in-character shout-out at the end of the next episode. Your friends will be so impressed! Look at you! Okay, one more thing to do. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash themodifivers. That's patreon.com slash themodi 5 E-R-S. And become a patron. For just a few dollars a month, you'll get loads of bonus content, including deleted scenes, a sorting quiz, behind-the-scenes nonsense, and honestly, just general good vibes. Oh, you know that friend you just hypothetically made so you can talk about Ensorcelled? Yeah, 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 that one. They'll be super impressed by your support of our little podcast. And you'll really be helping us out. With your support, we can put out high-quality episodes on a regular basis. You know, so you and your new friend can talk about it. Alright, that's about it for this message. Thank you so much for listening. You are my hero. Bye!